Gentlemen, a series of conversation between men for men to talk about taboo subjects like emotion, behavior, culture, and mental health, just to name a few, in hopes to encourage men to embrace their authentic self and reclaim their emotional being. So join me to bring back the gentle in men. Welcome to another chapter of Gentlemen. We have a new guest with us, my dear brother Hussain. <laughs> I would love to hear what he has to say. It's been a while, so I would love to hear the updates of this story. Could you introduce yourself, please? Sure. Uh, my name is Hussain Haji. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a small company called Integrab. We run a product called Deluni. Uh, I, I was just talking actually before getting here to, 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 to someone saying that there's this classification of serial entrepreneur, which yeah. I really don't like, but apparently I am that classification. Okay. I've, uh, I've actually launched a couple of startups uh, that failed miserably, and then I launched a couple of startups that I was able to sell successfully, and I currently run my fifth business, uh, hopefully achieving the big dream as well going forward. No, I love it. No, I, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have you here because of this specific point. <laughs> we have a lot of people, especially who's um, getting so intrigued about entrepreneurship, mm. um, the business mindset, the hustle game, mm. and the problem is they tend to forget themselves. They tend to fall into the dilemma that success is every single thing even mm. if you compromise on your life your family your social um, network or let's say everything to do with you as a being let's talk a little bit about that for sure uh, actually I, I've, I felt trapped to that mistake myself uh, i think it was my first business that i launched uh, by the way, I, I, uh, the day I launched that business, I had already quit a job that was paying me somewhere along the lines of ten to $15,000 a month. Uh, I had a small baby girl as well that I had to take care of. So I took a massive leap and jumped into it. So I immediately thought that the only way for it to actually get somewhere is for me to spend the, the majority of my time in that business yeah. and not give any attention to myself, my family. I gained a ton of weight. I don't, I'm not that thin now, but Back then, trust me, yeah. if you knew me back then, I'm, I, I back gained then. a ton of weight. <laughs> I was literally a walking ball, more or less. And um, yeah, I, I, I do understand that, yes, a lot of uh, startup founders or, or business founders generally, they, they tend to forget everything around them and focus only towards that success. I want to achieve that massive success. But then again, success doesn't necessarily come by just, you know, tiring yourself and stressing yourself out most of the time. Yes, it is stressful to run a business, mm -hmm. but you've got to understand that you've got to set up your schedule properly. Otherwise, how are you going to be able to live? If, if you see the majority of successful people in the world today, they look healthy, they are healthy, and they take proper care of themselves. They're very well groomed, and it's not because, oh, they have money. It's not, it's not, it's not the money thing, yeah. right? It's, it's majority of it is they actually take value taking care of themselves because if they are not healthy, their business is not going to be healthy. True. So I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah. Um, eventually, I would say um, the only guaranteed ROI is self-investment. Starting with yourself, mm. your health and well-being, mm -hmm. you're the driving force of the whole business. Yeah. So if you fail, everything else fails. Exactly. Um, before we tap into anything else, mm -hmm. you mentioned something very specific when it came to taking the leap mm -hmm. and being 
influenced by the whole um, idea of entrepreneurship mm. and um, how it's how the the shiny uh, you know like the shiny rock that they kind of call entrepreneur being the best thing you could ever follow mm. um, once once you took that leap I know there's a lot of um, things come with it as you mentioned especially family um, were you newlywed back then or? I had a baby girl so I was uh, I was a year into my marriage okay and uh, a year and a half approximately okay. and, I, and I had a uh, Actually, not a year and a half. I was two years in my marriage. Sorry about that. Okay. It was 2012. And I had a, a baby girl uh, who was a few months old, basically. And that's when I took that leap. It was a funny story, actually. So I'm, I'm not going to mention names of companies. But when I was working in that company, I was chief business development officer. Uh, I had bit my, built myself up uh, literally as a career path without spending a lot of time studying. I really didn't give a crap about studying in the region, right? I, I swear, I swear, I'm that guy. Guilty, <laughs> right? I'm I'm a double dropout, literally. I went into the University of Bahrain. I studied for a while, didn't like what was going on, dropped out, and then I went and and did uh, after working for a while. Uh, of course, family pressure. Please go get an education, get a degree. I went and you know attempted to get a master's, an MBA with the experience that I had. And six months in, I just dropped out. And it's not because I wasn't doing well. I had great grades. I just dropped out. I, I really did not give a crap about education. I felt education was from life. And and uh, all my life, I've always had this knack of wanting to do something on my own. I've had this knack of wanting to help the family. Because I've seen my father in ups and downs. I've seen yeah. my father being successful and not being successful. And then... I felt that I, I, it's my duty, basically, to actually do something and achieve a certain amount of success for them to rest. That was my main driver in the beginning. Up you until mean I got married. your parents? My parents, okay. yes. Okay. Up until I got married, obviously. That, yeah. Then priorities just changed. True, true. Um, uh, not change drastically. They increase, I think. Exactly. You start yeah. putting more more pressure on yourself to wanting to do something to to, to succeed in something. Especially the baby girl. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, when Layla came in, Layla was was literally, but Layla's my daughter. Obviously, yeah. she she was literally something that changed. Stop talking way. to me as a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we know each other for a long time. But anyways, so yeah, but but Layla came out. It was completely different. I I didn't have the right the the, the you know the same outlook on on life generally. Yeah, I thought I think I need to jump out of what I'm doing. And stop taking crap from so many different people. Okay. And then start doing something that I have to do for myself and for the future of my, my kids. Um, and and when I what I mean by crap is I've actually had a, a glitch. I've I managed to close a massive million dollar, a few million dollar deal, which guaranteed me some sort of commission. But then I realized that the company that I was working with, uh, with decided when I took leave to take that deal off of my my book, off of the books, off of my name. So I wouldn't make that commission on, on it. Okay. And that that was a trigger. That was a trigger. I was like, you know what? Flip the table. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Just let me get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, what I did was, I literally said, my resignation was funny. I remember because obviously I wouldn't close such a big deal without uh, without actually knowing the person I'm going to close the deal with. So uh, I I picked up the phone after I resigned. I took the resignation document, threw threw it in the face of the, of the chief executive, like literally insulting throw, and I left. Not, no, I, I was. I think I had this this macho issue more or less. If you think about it, I didn't give a crap anymore. 
and and uh, which was very wrong, by the way. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't go and throw a resignation in someone's face. And and, and but but anyways, when I when I, when that happened, I left and I picked up the phone, called the client, told them, listen, I left. I just wanted to let you know if you need to deal with anyone. There was someone else. So I was still doing some sort of a proper handover, but because I was in touch with that client and they knew me personally, they were, Afa, you left? Okay, shut the phone. So uh, the client ends up calling the, the, the business, canceling the deal. Then the company calls me, come back. I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. Yes, you did something, you canceled the deal. I'm like, I didn't cancel any deal. You can't prove anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just left. Yeah, yeah. And then I started my first business. And like yeah. every other Arab slash Bahraini, generally, my first million dollar idea was a restaurant. That's not a million dollar idea. <laughs> well, for me at least, it didn't work. But there's a lot of influence, you know, of like course. you know, we have here. Um, okay, I want you to go deeper, and I just want to, I want you to touch upon the family connection. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know, Hussein, the family guy, <laughs> not the actual series, but the family guy, Hussein, mm-hmm. and the the guy who behind all these successes and all the businesses and the struggles. So. You know, like, I just want the juice that comes to the house. You know, how did you feel? Like, any, I know when you wear the hat, I know that scene, like, that solid person who's always driven. Mm-hmm. But I want to know a little bit more, like, any, when you are back home and you wear the father's hat, touch upon that once you give us a little bit more about the, um, <laughs> when you started going into the business world. There's, there's a few aspects to this. So yeah. in, the, in the beginning, obviously, there was, like you said, a lot of struggles. I've had so many movie moments where I was crying under the shower, fully dressed, literally. Yeah. How the hell am I going to find a way to, to spend money on my kids? Mm-hmm. How am I going to buy pampers for my daughters, right? My daughter, for, for my son when he comes or whatever. It was very difficult. But uh, I, I vouched, uh, I, actually, I, I gave myself a, a promise that, hey, listen, no matter what happens, it was like this, this, خلاص, there's no way I'm going to break that, this whole thing. No matter what happens, whatever crap or shit I face outside, I face it outside. Yeah. Just don't bring it home. Right next to the house, the door of the house, even if you're just about to go to jail, literally, for something that you've done or haven't done, per se, leave it at the door. Walk in and give your kids life. Right? Give them, when I say give them life, not actually, not, not any, bring them to life, but not actually give them life because kids deserve a father. In the yeah. Uh, I was lucky to have a father that was, that, that, that was available most of the time. But my father was a very pessimistic person as opposed to my mother being extremely optimistic. So majority of my life, this pessimism was basically a shadow over my head that I felt kind of like capped a lot, yeah. capped a lot of my potential going forward. I love my father to bits. And definitely, he's definitely. changed, a changed person now as he grew. He, went, he saw his grandkids, he changed as much as I did. True, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I think I didn't want to be this kind of a pessimist. I didn't want negative energy in the house. So you see the struggle between me and my wife with the kids most of the time because mm-hmm. my wife is more realistic. Yeah. My wife is, a, so she does get sad. She does get angry a lot. Uh, for me, I'm never angry at home unless something is really bad. Yeah. yeah. So my kids always come to me to, for, 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 to talk to me about their hobbies and things that they like to do. Obviously, other than the fact that I'm the walking bank and I have to pay for stuff. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they come in. Yeah. My daughter, Layla, mashallah, she's eight. She comes in and, uh, Baba, look at this drawing. And I immediately see potential in a drawing in a sketch and uh, uh, okay let me stop thinking as a father and going like my daughter is the best artist in the world let me think realistically what does she need to become better and i start telling her listen i'm going to give you a goal right 
you're, there are four levels levels for you to become a, a, an, an artist. And I just made that shit up. <laughs> I just thought, listen, there's the first level, which is what you are, the hobbyist. Second level, which is the semi, uh, the amateur. Third level is a semi-pro, and then you're a pro. There's no such thing in art, right? <laughs> but I, I just yeah, said that. You created a process. I just created a process. Yeah. And I told him, listen, you're at hobbyist level. Yeah. I need you to get to amateur level. And you know what? When you get to amateur level, or at least a little bit close, I'm going to buy you some stuff. What kind of stuff? You'll figure it out. So she ends up actually practicing day in and day out. She did. I mean, it has changed. She became better. Okay. And then I ended that's up, a positive reinforcement. You know, that, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, I end up bringing her a, a sketch, uh, like a hardback sketch pad with a, a ton of pencils and pens and sketch pencils yeah. and pens. Yeah. And she was like, wow, she enjoyed it so much. It made sense. I'm an amateur yeah. now. I'm like, no. <laughs> but you'll get there. And then uh, I gave her another promise. This time she t- she kept on telling me, what what are you going to give me? I'm like, listen, work hard, reach semi-pro level. Once you reach semi-pro level, I'm going to get you an iPad with an Apple Pencil, and then you can get into digital art. She's like, digital art? What's digital art? Oh. I opened a new door. Exactly. Right? So the whole purpose is I don't want her to be capped. I don't yeah, want to go like yeah. like the old, old, how old mentalities were, right? True, true. Leave this focus on becoming a doctor. Yeah. Oh, come on. Leave this focus on becoming an architect. This we were capped. It's yeah, enough that we're yeah. capped by education. True. With they're training us to become mindless zombies that work for corporates. Why not? I do something to take them out of that 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 whole cap. That but what, what changed that? Since you said that you come from like let's say um, you're influenced by your dad. Yes. Uh, apparently, from what you said, mm-hmm. what shifted that in you? I think it's the experience that I went through. Okay. Right. For me, when I left my first uh, job, the only person that was actually the only two people that were very supportive were my mother and my wife. And then my, my siblings were a bit skeptical. My dad literally slapped me. I'm jo- no, no joke. I'm an adult, dude. Right. So picture that. Are you serious? Responsibilities? Kids? Like that. I want to do something. Yeah. And Just then one second. Um, did you feel like or did he make you feel like... Uh, uh, I knew nothing. It's not only you knew nothing, that uh, some sort of there was some sort of um, yeah, not only failure. Uh, what's the word I was looking for? You know, like we tend to do our best to uh, make them proud. Yes. You know, and was that a moment of disappointment? Yes. Thank you. Yes, he felt disappointed. Yeah. I I knew he was disappointed because yeah. the look was there. Yeah. The whole talk was there. And it felt like oh, you don't you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Mind you, my father is not an entrepreneur. He's a banker all his life. He doesn't he doesn't know this space. Yeah. And I felt like because he doesn't know this space, he doesn't want me to get into it because he can't give me the proper advice for it. And and don't get me wrong, I see now that what he wanted was the best for me in sure. the end. He's my sure. father. And uh, I I I I think what what happened then is after he said I can't do it, I just took it as a challenge. And I ended up actually yeah. working and doing a lot of uh, as much as I can. Then I, he started to change. But then my failure hit. My first failure hit. The yeah. first flop. And then after the first flop hit, uh, I lost a lot of stuff. I lost money. I lost. I lost a partner that was, you know, partnered with me there. A lot of drama followed and all that sort of stuff. But I learned a lot from it. Yeah. But that's not the case with him. He thought that, hey, I told you so. Okay. Yeah? Hey. Good hey. luck. Prove the point. Yeah. yeah. And then that triggered something in me that went like, you know what? Even if I have not, don't, don't have a single penny in my pocket, yeah. I am not going to ask you for help. Yeah. Right? 
I'm not going to ask you for help. That's it. I want to do something to prove you wrong. That, that drove me to second business. Okay, before we head there, mm-hmm. a message for parents. Yeah. Specifically based on this. That's right. Right? Do better, parents, please. Yes. You have to do better. It, 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 it's, that, it's that. Kids today have a lot of different horizons to, to, to dabble into. Yeah. Especially with this little thing called internet. Right? Especially with, with the majority of, of, of changes. I know social media, parents go, me as a parent goes like, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to get my daughter on TikTok or Snapchat. But then how are you going to prevent it and for how long are you going to prevent yeah. it? Instead of denying them completely, give them a little bit of freedom and allow them to become creative by positive reinforcement like you just said. Yeah. By giving them incentive, by showing them that, hey, if you do something and you make use of it in a certain way, then you are bound to get somewhere. And make them, let them make mistakes. True. If you don't let the kids make mistakes, do you expect them to learn by just telling them that I made this mistake? No, it's, it's, it's different. When True. you will learn from a mistake, you cannot enforce True. on any other, anyone else. You I mean, could even, only guide and that's about it or yeah. just give an advice. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, listen, I've been through this. This is what happened to me. You want to take a step into it, go ahead, but I'm just telling you that there is a possibility possibility that you might hit a wall. Exactly. Right? That that's how you approach it. But yeah. Be there for them Absolutely. when they fail. When they hit the wall. Yeah. The first person to grab grab hold of them before they hit the ground after that wall hit yeah. should be you as a True. parent. Not don't go like I told you so. Exactly. The I told you so thing is a, literally no, 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 a, a disaster. No. It breaks you. You were about to say something else, yeah. I, I felt it, yeah. But yeah, I know, like that's 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 a breaker, خلاص. Like yeah. any, there's no going back after that, خلاص. Yeah, and there's a huge wound right after mm. when that shame look, uh, and they have some sort of um, pleasure, you know, like, because they're like, <laughs> يعني, I told you so, told and they say so. it with it's pleasure. A success for them. Exactly, it's a which is, but, يعني, it's hurtful though. Yeah, but, but let me let me put it this way. Alhamdulillah, again, I was blessed with a very optimistic mother yeah. my, my mother enforced uh, and something in my head ever since I was a child you're gonna get somewhere and you're gonna do something you're gonna be responsible for something big and it was stuck and till today I feel like I am responsible for something big one way or the other yeah. I have changed the life of somebody one way or the other nice doesn't matter how, oh, something big doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna be a billionaire doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to launch 500 businesses. No, it could be something as small as I changed the life of a single person. Yeah. And that person became someone in, that's special in a certain domain. And that, that to me was, some, was, was something that I, I believe what, what, that, what that meant when my mother told me about it. She's extremely religious. Uh, so uh, she's extremely religious. She does Quran. But then again, with us, she did not enforce a lot of religion. Religion was never enforced on us. She's not going to cap us, okay. right? And and, uh, and and that really played resonated well. That kind of, this kind of balance that happened with my dad. I told you so. Pessimism. Yeah. My mother optimism. And no, you can do better. Even if you flop, you stand up. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. No matter how much. She, I, I I even know when she shut the phone. Once she forgot to shut the phone after I spoke to her, and I heard her crying because of it. That really changes a lot in you. So yeah. So I think I think I was blessed with that kind of balance. Alhamdulillah, that's yeah. beautiful, man. Mm. No, seriously, that's yeah. very beautiful. Uh, walk us uh, through the businesses. 
<laughs> yeah, like the ups and downs. Just oh. real quick, don't go in details. Sure. I would say. So the first restaurant, like I said, the, the first restaurant, the, the restaurant, the, the first business that failed, yeah. uh, it failed because of, I think mainly it was mismanagement by everybody, everybody involved. Uh, and then again, I, I, I don't think I should blame anything or anyone because in yeah. the end, shit just happens, right? And this is business. You fail, you succeed. Nine, nine out of 10, eight out of 10 businesses fail within their first year. So I should have I, I didn't have that knowledge back then, but then, so that's why it was very difficult to get through it. But then after that failure, I thought, you know what? If I'm just gonna sit on my ass and do nothing, and just apply for another job and get back to the thing that hey, you, taking shit from so many different people again and reporting to somebody, that's that's not gonna work. Because once you taste entrepreneurship and that freedom of entrepreneurship and making your own decision, خلاص, you don't want to take any shit from anybody. Yeah, that's There's, what we say like before heading to that and we yeah. we don't want to encourage people like uh, in the wrong way Sorry. because you could do so well as a career oh no absolutely yeah, yeah. i'm never gonna say tell someone quit your job and get into entrepreneurship yeah, yeah. in the end you could be successful in your career path and sure, career line sure. but then it depends completely on how you take that the struggles that you yeah. face and the barriers that are in front of you and how you're going to basically get get through them I would say like self-awareness and having the ability to understand your capabilities, your resources and all that, understanding yourself and seeing if this is right for you. One important thing is taking feedback. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. When uh, I was in the uh, restaurant owner, if anybody told me anything, any advice that was valid or not, like, who the fuck are you? True. I know my business. You don't know my business. Yeah. But they, their advice might have been valid. And that was, that was a big mistake. Second business came in, I wanted to do something that's in technology. So I wanted to leave restaurants. And six months within that business, I actually managed to fail very quickly because I didn't have the right you know, team set up. I didn't have the right resources available. Resources, yeah. um, and not just cash, cash was, I, I, I could always muster something up. But then I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the experience. I tried to learn something from it, I, I couldn't. It was six, seven months and then, I, you know what? That's it, plus I quit. I quit, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with quitting if you understand that you're not going to go anywhere. That's very important for you to know, right? If you fail fast. Fail fast. Learn fast. Learn fast, absolutely. So that, that, that was, I think, my second business. Then I remember, like I said, the movie moment. I was at home uh, in, in the shower. My daughter was sleeping. My, my wife was out. I was in the shower, fully dressed in my clothes, literally, under the shower, banging my head against the wall. How the fuck am I going to get out of this? How am I going to get out of this? I need some sort of solution. I was super stressed, super worried. Alhamdulillah, my daughter was sleeping, so I didn't have to hide anything. I just let it out. I let it completely out. Could I ask you a question, if you don't mind? Please. Uh, feel free to, if you don't want to answer. Akeed, um, being in that position, <laughs> partnership, <laughs> was your wife involved in that? In uh, knowing that I, I'm going through shit, she knew I was going through crap. She did know, of course. She uh, she was my first support scheme, and generally when I wanted to get into business, she would be my first go-to. Exactly. But I think my wife was very preoccupied, very very preoccupied with my daughter, with, with with the fact that hey, we have kids, and plus my wife came from I think a background that was um, that was uh, how am I supposed to put this, without sounding rude. I think a background that was, hey, everything was handed on a silver, silver platter for her. So she didn't understand the concept of f failure yeah. 
because what do you mean you can always pick yourself up and get into it yeah. not knowing yeah. how hard it could be male figure the provider because yeah. yeah. that's how that's what her father is yeah. mashallah Ali, he, her father is an extremely successful human being he he grew from nothing like, like rags to riches literally he's a mashallah, perfect story of mashallah. that and uh, he gave made sure that his children get everything they want whenever they wanted and I do not blame her for anything but Alex, my wife was uh, the fact that she endured and she endured the days where I didn't have any money to spend in one way or the other and stayed with me for me was was enough support that was that was to me a pillar that I could stand but on I believe that even if we put ourselves in this position if you come out mm-hmm. and be open about it and be very transparent no. I feel like this is where you need to learn to how to communicate. Don't forget, don't forget that. Okay, um, you you are a being. In the end of the day, being a male <laughs> is not something like a badge you wear, any that would make you invincible. Yeah, okay. invincible, right? So, um, I think this is where people make mistakes. Yani they think that because they're a male. You know, I need to endure all the pain, all the suffering. I shouldn't put my parents or my partner into yeah. this shit that I created. And I need to do whatever it takes to get out my, myself out without showing any hint of what's going on. Yeah. But I think this is where you kind of opened up and I you did. were you were it open about it. It was in my, that, that very weak moment, I think, that, that I had to open up at some point. Yeah. But then I give my wife, my wife credit for giving me the idea for my first successful business. Uh, and that was during that weak moment. I was in the shower. I heard a text. I felt that she wanted me to check on something. Took, came out of the shower, all wet, picked up the phone, saw the text. And it was a screenshot of a food item on Talaba telling me, can you order this? I'm on my way back. Let's have dinner together. And I felt, I, didn't, I did not think, how am I going to pay for this? No. I immediately thought... I wish I could click on this directly and it would go to cart. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> something came up and then I immediately yeah. picked up the phone, called a couple of people, set them, set a meeting. I know I immediately found, was able to, re, you know, get resources. I, I knew I needed a tech guy. I needed a finance guy and I need to start this. And then I found the two people created the first model of the pro, uh, platform, small platform called Pickadot and Pickadot was uh, competing directly with Palabot with a couple of unique selling points. One of them was a multi-card solution where you can order from six restaurants at the same time. The second of them was the second one of them was you can actually chat with people and I can send you a, a, a you know a screenshot of the item you can click it and it will go to cart. Simple. That was my unique selling point. Nice. I knew I was not going to eat Talabat's market in Bahrain. Uh, alhamdulillah I was blessed by raising to to raise around 1.5 million dollars for it very quickly from a Saudi investor. And then I launched and I capitalized on the uh, expat community in Bahrain nice. reached 12,000 weekly orders to oh, sure. give or take oh, sure. um, I think that was our peak 12,000 weekly um, and the story of, of me selling that business was uh, was I think the, the, the same investor not I think I know that the investors that invested in my, in my business decided to start intervening in the product and you know the worst thing you can do for an entrepreneur that doesn't want to take shit from anybody, right? Especially, especially that, is to actually start capping him and interfering mm-hmm. in their product. So I started, you know, butting heads with them until eventually they go like, "Hassan, you know, we'll buy you out." Like, no, I'm not selling. It's still too early. You can't remove a founder from a business at this stage specifically. Like, la la, I said, you know what? Here's a check. 
I'm like, no, no, there is no way. I pick up the check and take a look at it and go like, okay, you know what? You can take it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's, I think, you my go friend, aside. Right? Hello, leave it aside. <laughs> and that's another lesson you need to learn. Yeah. Learn when to let go, right? Ego. Let go. Yeah. It's, there's nothing wrong with letting go. Yeah. Especially when it, you know, gives you something that will allow you to help yourself and your surroundings and then start taking care of yourself properly. Um, coming back to the point illegally and, and, you know, being feeling like a man and I, I, I have to take care of everything and take all the pain. I was talking about this with a, a team member earlier, funny enough, um, about, about how, you know, how women are very capable of expressing their feelings to each other, how they feel about something. And they just talk about it. Yeah. They talk about it. And that talking is a massive release. But then if a man talks to another man, that's our culture. And that's from based on experience as well. If a man talks to another man, Shvik Deliant. You know, that 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 statement, Shvik Deliant, uh, I think makes it makes it extremely hard for men to talk to each other about the yeah. problems. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I mean in the end a man has feelings too. So he was he, he's supposed to be able to talk. Sure. And that's the point of having a partner. That's the point of having a supportive support scheme, I would say. And that support scheme could be a group of people, could be a, a friend, could be a mother, could be a, a wife, could be a sibling, doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as you have that support scheme and you shouldn't be afraid to talk and tell people how you feel about what you're doing. It's not selfish. Relax, it's absolutely not selfish. It, it just puts you in a situation where the person in front of you is just gonna be some sort of a cushion for you. And ultimately, you're going to be a cushion for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, after Pick a Dot, uh, I paid a lot of stuff off that I had on me, some debt, still had debt. But then I launched immediately another business, called a small business called Teslim as well. So Teslim was in the logistics space. We catered to peak hour delivery services for restaurants. Uh, and we broke even in six months. Mashallah. Very quickly. And then seventh, eighth month in, I met my co-founder of my current business, Dr. Mustafa. Mustafa is a PhD holder in computer science. Mashallah. Mashallah, extremely smart guy. Talked about our passion for data analytics and wanted to, wanting to start something. A week after I met him, signed a contract to start a business. Mm-hmm. A week after someone from a local family business decided to acquire Teslim from me and paid me for it. And then a week later, I started applying for funding. A month later, I got my first round of funding for Enigrab. I think those two successes came primarily from the learning experience, from the fact that I had a support scheme back home, uh, from from you know from the fact that I had a couple of kids back home. Saud came by the way when I was in Pickadot, so I had the Layla, I had Layla and Saud now. Uh, and and during that time, I you know I've, that the second kid came in, and you can feel the pressure like jump on your head. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It worked. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> and then the birth of Deluni. Deluni. <laughs> so Deluni was funny how how it came to it came to life. Yeah. So we launched Enigrab Inc. Enigrab Inc. was supposedly a data analytics company. We created some software solutions. We wanted to sell it to uh, you know businesses to help them understand how to scale. Um, and then we didn't know how to sell it. It was way ahead of its time for Bahrain, uh, for the region, let alone Bahrain. So we approached a couple of telcos. Telecom, telecommunication companies and we told them we'd like to sell it through your sales agents as yeah. a third party contract and all of them responded by saying we would love to because we have a shortage in our sales team like what kind of shortage like we have 45 50 employees in sales to satisfy our own pipeline and then 200 employees 
like okay i know you guys pay dividends twice a year and you have flus higher 30% of youth in the entire MENA region are unemployed, youth aged 18 to 30. No, we'd rather not bear the liability of paying salaries. No, liability? <laughs> that, that pissed me off, man. Really pissed me off. How can you call people liabilities without giving them a chance to yeah, prove themselves? True. So I thought, okay, what would you rather do? Advertise. Okay. Went back, did a little research, found out that $600 billion is spent on advertising globally on a yearly basis of which the highest recorded return is like 8%. And that's just for a bunch of it. So half a trillion dollars of money is just wasted on advertisement. Could have been rerouted to invest in youth to actually do something. True. <laughs> so but I thought, how can we solve this? Let yeah. me take these guys that want to sell product, upload it to a platform, just like Amazon, or e- like an e-commerce platform, yeah. where yeah. people can buy. As the unique selling point here is people can register to become sales agents. Mithil Makarim or Uber, you can register to become a driver. You can register under Looney to become a sales agent. Yeah. You refer this product to your friends and family. Do what we do best. I just bought a new watch. I love it. Yeah, brag about it. Yeah, brag about it. Like, look at my watch. But then you go and actually buy that watch. So yeah. Now, after buying that watch, what did I make? Nothing. But with the Looney, I allow you to, hey, I bought a watch. It's pretty cool. You brag about it. I send you a link. You buy it. I make a cash commission. Yep giving youth access to a source of income and not allowing those businesses to worry about salaries nice. as much. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. So that, that became the mission. That became the goal, to help youth to get access to a source of income. And you know, yeah. like if I would say, um, you know how I, see, how I see you? Like a social, like I think they call them social entrepreneurs. Yeah, uh, well, funny enough, our platform, because we combine e-commerce and gig economy, it's called social commerce. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, get, I get what you mean. I think, Lene, I you're you driven to having an impact on the community and yeah. helping as many people as you could. Mm. So I love that, and um, I love that about you, man. No, thanks, man. And you've, you've, you've touched on a lot of things today mm. that sincerely made me... Um, have like a replay of who Hussein used to be and who he is today. <laughs> who is Hussein how, today? How, how long have we known each other? <laughs> Hamid, wow. Hamid I, I, I remember we used to walk in Adliya, we I'm not going to say with who, but <laughs> <laughs> we used to walk again. Yeah. Anyways, that was yeah, a long time ago. We were kids. Time. I know. Oh, anyways. So, yeah. Who is Hussein today? Yeah, who is Hussein today? Um, Hussein is a person that wants to put a solution to a problem. Hussein, I would say, is a person that uh, that continuously wants to learn. And uh, finally, Hussein is a person with a 10-year goal uh, to build over 10,000 houses for families that require it, one way or the other. MashaAllah. So that, that's, I think that would be Hussein. And I just became, I just recently became Hussein that wakes up at 5 a.m. to do run, to run outside, <laughs> to take care of himself. So nice, that's, uh, nice. Fair. But that would be uh, A message to our gentlemen's out there guys don't be afraid to talk <laughs> literally communication is not wrong i just told the guy i cried in the bathroom and i'm telling you so it's completely fine communicate the 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 key to any success generally is for you to be able to communicate for you to be able to communicate to your to, to your family and friends to your team in the office to everybody communication is literally for me the number one point to get you from point zero to one beautiful man yeah. How people could find you? 
They can find me anywhere. Uh, I can share my email address with you and you can put it put it up there. You can contact me on hussein at enagrab.com. Uh, I'm, I'm available on El Majlis app. Uh, you're familiar yeah. with El Majlis app. They can always book a time with me. There is a payment thing for the time, but again, it's not that I want to take payment. I'm more than happy to actually talk with anyone. Uh, you can always come into my office. My office is in Kano Tower. Just drop me an email, let me know you're coming, and I'd be more than happy to host you, give you a cup of coffee and listen. And he gave you access if you would like to talk to him. He's a mentor as well. Mm. And sincerely, I would say the minute you speak to him, he's automatically a good friend. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Well, That's I, awesome. I, I can't say how much I enjoy this. Yeah, Absolutely. It's been a while. Mm. It's really good to see you. Likewise. And eventually, thank you for bringing back the gentle in men. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs>